This is Bigger Pockets Daily, kicking off your Monday with a daily dose of real estate information and education. The article I'm about to share is one of more than 10,000 blog articles available on Bigger Pockets, but you can't read the blog when you're walking the dog or browsing the MLS. Okay, almost time for the show. We'll get right into it after this quick break. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single-family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my 9-to-5 job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Expected Value, the Overlooked Tool Every Investor Needs by Jay Scott. I was talking with another investor recently and used a term I assumed he would be familiar with. He wasn't, which led me to realize that a simple but very effective tool for decision-making was likely to be overlooked by many others as well. The tool concept is called Expected Value, EV. And I'm most familiar with this concept because I spent my youth playing way too much high-stakes poker. In poker, EV is one of the most common tools used to determine an optimal position, fold, call, raise, etc., in the middle of a hand, especially in big situations where all the chips are on the line. But... EV can be applied to a wide range of decisions, including decisions related to our investments. How does expected value work? Let's look at how EV works, using a straightforward example from the poker world. We're sitting in a poker game. It's the end of a hand, and there's 400 bucks in the pot. And the other player in the hand bets $100, making the pot $500, requiring you to put in 100 bucks to see a showdown. You have a decision to make. Do you call the $100 bet or not? While I could give you all the details of the hand, what cards you have, how the betting played out, whether the other player looks nervous, the only piece of information you need to make an optimal decision about whether to call 
is what you estimate the likelihood of you having the best hand and therefore winning the pot. To determine the expected value for a decision, you multiply the probability of each possible outcome by the value of that outcome and then add up the results. In this case, there are three possible outcomes. One, you have the best hand and win. Two, you have the worst hand and lose. Three, you have the same hand. We'll ignore this. Let's say that you believe there's a 25% chance that you have the best hand and a 75% chance of having the worst hand. In other words, you will most likely lose, regardless of what you do. But what about the expected value? There's a 25% chance of the number one scenario we talked about happening, you having the best hand and win. And if it does, you'll win $500, the amount in the pot. There's a 75% chance of the second scenario happening, you have the worst hand and lose, and if it does, you'll lose 100 bucks, the amount you need to spend to call the bet. To determine the EV, we multiply the probability by the outcome for each scenario and add them up. EV equals 25% times $500 plus 75% times minus $100. EV equals $125 plus minus $75. EV equals $50. The expected value is $50. What does this mean? It means that while we have no idea if we'll win $500 or lose $100 this hand, if we were to play out this exact situation a million times, we should expect to win, on average, $50 per situation. A good poker player knows that while there is a 75% chance of losing this hand and going broke, over the long term, taking that risk every time it comes up will ultimately make money. In fact, if a poker player finds themselves in this exact situation 100 times, they should expect to earn 100 times $50 equals $5,000 across all these situations. A positive expected value investment decision is one that you should always consider making. A negative EV investment decision is one that you should always consider passing on. Had the expected value for the poker situation been negative... A fold would have been the right move. How expected value applies to other investment decisions. We can apply the same logic to other types of decisions in different types of investments. For example, it's typical for house flippers who do a high volume of deals to consider self-insuring their properties. This means they don't get insurance for the flips and assume the risk and cost themselves. But is it smart to self-insure your flips? Let's make some assumptions and run an EV equation. Let's assume a typical insurance policy for a house flip will cost $1,000. One in 50 flips, 2%, will have a small $10,000 claim. One in 200 flips, 0.5%, will have a big $100,000 claim. The rest of the flips, 97.5%, will have no insurance claim. Should we pay the $1,000 in insurance for each of our flips or self-insure? Let's take a look at the EV for self-insuring. We'll start with the possible outcomes and the value of each. 97.5% of the time, there would be no claim. Therefore, no out-of-pocket cost. 2% of the time, there would be a small claim of $10,000 that we'd have to pay out-of-pocket. And a half of a percent of the time, there would be a large claim of $100,000 that we'd have to pay out-of-pocket. EV equals 
97.5% times $0 plus 2% times $10,000 plus 0.5% times $100,000. EV equals $0 plus $200 plus $500 equals $700. The EV of self-insuring is $700. That means, on average, we'd spend $700 per project paying for things that would have otherwise been covered by insurance. In other words, if we were to do 100 flips, we could expect that we'd save about 300 bucks per flip by self-insuring, or 30 grand across all 100 flips. Here are some final thoughts. So, while this is highly simplified, I know, and you'll have to use the numbers that make sense for your flips, both insurance costs and likely claims, you can see why many house flippers who are doing large volumes of flips choose to self-insure. There are thousands of scenarios you'll run into, both with your investments and daily life, where expected value calculations allow you to make much better decisions than just, you know, going with your gut. Here are some quick disclaimers about expected value, though. Yes, there was another option in the poker example, which would be raising, but we're going to ignore that one. And yes, this discussion ignores variance. Sometimes lower variance is more important than higher EV. And yes, you need to consider other things besides EV, especially when it comes to catastrophic risk. Risk of losing everything. And yes, this requires that you are good at estimating the probability of each outcome and the value for each outcome, which can be very difficult. Congratulations! You just got smarter and one step closer to reaching your real estate investing goals. You know what else will make you smarter? Setting up keyword alerts in your Bigger Pockets profile. Go to Account Settings, Alerts, and set up alerts for the market or strategy you're interested in. For example, Turnkey or Kansas City. You're guaranteed to connect with like-minded investors who share similar goals. Want to hear more Bigger Pockets daily? Check out some older episodes you missed. Otherwise, we'll see you tomorrow.